I haven't seen this. Thousand Moon Smithy. Mm. Mm. I'm coming down not good. I'm going to say not good. Welcome back to the Mock Stars Podcast, the number one podcast in the world for Magic the Gathering and Dr. Pepper, the in tandem, both of those things. That Venn diagram? Yeah, yes, they're right smack dab in the middle. Right. Actually, it's the two circles just overlap each other entirely. Well, that is our Venn diagram. Today, we're here. I'm Evan Kunai. I am one of your hosts. I'm here with Jordan Garcia. What a bish. Christopher Ritter. What does the pie chart of Magic the Gathering and Dr. Pepper fans look like? You know, we should. Um, well, when we went to MagicCon, mm-hmm. it was it was a large, it was a very large portion of the pie. Honestly, I was surprised at how many people would would say that. You know what? I actually uh, I, I crossed the two as well. I crossed streams on Dr. Pepper mm. and Magic. Cross streams? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No further questions. All right. Then we're moving on. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by finding us on YouTube. You can like, subscribe, and hit that bell for more notifications. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms where you can leave us a five-star review. You can find us on Discord, the link down in the description below. You can join our community, and you can also become a patron. Huge shout-out to all of our patrons who have been supporting the show so far. You can join our Patreon by... uh, joining our supporter role which is three dollars a month and you get access to two exclusive channels on our discord server which is the shower thoughts channel where we take a little section a little conversation from every week and expound on it in each episode and then we have uh our dr pepper channel as well exclusive rights to the dr pepper channel where you can feast on all of the dr pepper memes it's a lot of flavor there's a lot 23 flavors to be exact Plus, you got to include like the overall flavor combination of the twenty three. Yeah, like twenty three spices. Not minimum, even count, minimum twenty three flavors. Not even counting sugar, right? Yeah. So then it's well, does like, that count as a spice? No, it's not a flavor. Oh, okay. No, no. So then it's like hard no. So right. it's flavor wise, astronomically higher. Yeah. Now, just imagine if you could taste them each separately, and just like I don't think that's possible. It's one of the most complicated beverages on the market. It is incredibly complex. Yeah. That's God, we should be sponsored by Dr. Pepper. I swear to God. Where's the Where's the Dr. Pepper money, guys? Where uh, is it? Come on, uh, Dr. Pepper, you're sleeping on this. Talking about shower thoughts, though. Uh, <laughs> we have one shower thought from one of our patrons, Kunai08. Wait, I know that name. Hey, that's my brother. Uh, Willie posted a question to the Shower Thoughts channel asking us what, basically, what is our limit on this universe's beyond like immersion right so let me just find the question here and uh quote it verbatim ba ba bow how about is there a line for you guys when it comes to the fortnightification of the game i get that most of us are nerds and are into most of the crossovers but is there a point that magic starts to not feel or look like magic anymore and I feel like that opens up a pathway for a lot of interesting conversation. 
um, we could talk about this. This could be like an episode. It could be an episode where we just expound on like how the game has changed in appearance over the the past two to three years and the acceleration of that. Um, but yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on this? <laughs> I was just ah, staring. Fine, I'll start. No, just staring I'll start. at Chris. <laughs> um, I think uh, I don't know. It's like it's a personal preference thing. Um, like you meet all the old school Magic people, right? That actually were playing like standard in you know ninety nine. They have like a very different image of what Magic should look like, right? Like all of those traditional art borders and art styles were very similar, very different than what they are now. So even, you know, excluding Universes Beyond stuff, Magic is a very different beast than it was back in the day. Like, you know, the alt arts, the full arts, the borderless, you know, there's crazy new stuff, the secret layers. So like it's already, it's been changed. It's been different for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, Secret Layer has only gotten crazier and crazier. You know, I actually really like the more modern Secret Layer, like the dedication to, or the commitment, rather, to the crazier arts. Um, I think some we've got some really cool arts out of that. But I don't mind that kind of stuff. Um, then when you start putting in other IPs, I definitely was not a fan at first. Like, you know, we were looking at uh, Walking Dead with Rick and everything like that. I think I love his, uh, you know, his analogy of Fortniteification because it's very real. Yeah, I mean, we did have a Fortnite secret lair at one point. Which is so, actually funny. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, Which, by the way, on Moxfield, anytime you try to put like Grim Tutor in your deck, for whatever reason, it is the Fortnite version. Always. It's the I cheap. They put the cheapest card. Oh. Yeah, the cheapest version of the card. And so, that version does suck, so it's probably cheap. Yeah, that tells you yeah. the success of that secret lair. In, in, oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. hated that one. Yep. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. The, the immersion definitely is different these days. Like, I've always been a mechanically focused person. So like when we started proxying, I was literally taking Sharpies on islands and like proxying decks. Right. Cause then, and I didn't mind, like I just saw the card for like the mechanical value of it. Right. Um, and so that didn't really bother me. And so it doesn't really bother me when we have all these things going on because I'm looking at the card itself. And then sometimes I like to collect it for the cool art or whatever. And so like that doesn't really bother me, but other people want, you know, they're like tribal deck that, you know, is like all of the consistency and they get that like, uh, what is the word? Immersion. Um, right. So like other people look for that a little more than I do. Like I appreciate flavor and stuff like that. Like when they do the effort in cards and from lore and whatever, but it's not necessary for me. Like I don't really care. Yeah. The, like w when I built my CDH deck or like my budget list deck, like I was very adamant on wanting to like make sure that it was, um, you know, in line with the theme of the deck. So I went, cause I was building Zakama at the time. I wanted like land fall or like z basically Zendikar theme. So I went and I found all the Zendikar expeditions or the more modern ones. And I made every single land that possibly could be that, that right. And that was as far, that's, that's like kind of my flavor as like a deck builder, but now we're straying into, um, this, unfamiliar territory where a lot of people are uncertain about where it's headed. And I totally understand uh, Willie's concern here, but it's, I think for me, the starting point of when it became very fuzzy was when Seb McKinnon's artwork started to like really explode onto the scene. And everyone was like enthralled with this like different, different type of artwork that could evoke so much emotion. Now we've come to not, not, not really 
partake in Seb McKinnon's artwork anymore, but that has led to different artists gaining favor in the magic community like Dominic Meyer, whose definitely unconventional art style has found its way onto a lot of cards. And to me, while the artwork is great, it does break the immersion of the plane of the set. Now, like certain spells, like when he did a braid, I think that a braid has a place, but it, came out in i think it was like one of the innistrad sets so it felt very out of place for the style of artwork that it was um and that's it's kind of where it's headed is like i want to feel like um and this comes down to how they've just like structured their releases and i think it has sort of compound into a whole mess of problems but um it's just the consistency i want to see i want to see like uh feel a part of the plane like if I'm going to Ravnica, right? I want to feel like I'm in Ravnica and the artwork should match. Like when I go to Zendikar, like feel the artwork that it should match that I feel immersed in it. Um, and with this, you know, what we're going to talk about later with uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan is I don't feel immersed in it because some of the artworks just kind of pull me out. But um, that's where I'm at with it all is like the secret layers can really um, I'm OK with those. I think that's they've they've taken that as their like creative grounds and said, um, this is where we're gonna do wacky shit. And when we when they start doing wacky shit in like standard legal sets is when I start to feel uncomfortable with the direction of of design. You mean the Jurassic Park stuff specifically, or um, no, no. And okay. it's weird where we draw lines, right? Where I'm like, no, no, I, I'm I okay mean, with when that. You, when you're talking about uh, <laughs> when you're talking about in standard sets, like, oh. or are there other cards besides the Jurassic Park stuff in the set that you're? Well, because I don't think the Jurassic Park stuff is standard legal, unless okay. I'm mistaken. So what's what's breaking immersion in the uh, the main set? I think it's like when it comes down to like uh, the alternate arts and okay. stuff like that, yeah. like uh, the showcase. Like I would love to build a deck that has all the showcase foils, and I'm able to like make the deck look thematically um, uniform. And I try to do that when I build decks like that, but um, it feels like the world of Magic is moving so fast that the Lost Caverns of Exalen showcase cards are going to come out. And by the time the next set comes out, I will have already mixed thematically new cards from different sets. And now I look like I'm playing four different card games Got it. with one deck instead of just one card game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think like at this point, it's just choose what you want and discard the rest with magic. Like yeah. you, you really... And like that, that's been the consensus for... The amount of products they're putting out, the different variation of products they're putting out, the quantity they're putting out, and also, you know, for the art styles they're putting out. Just, like, pick up on what you want and just ignore everything else, as Mark Rosewater has told us to do. Yep. Put your blinders on. Yep. Just, like, there's too much in too many different directions. You'll have an aneurysm if you try and keep track of everything going on in Magic these days. So just pick what you think is cool and enjoy that. <laughs> that that's honestly where I'm at with it, right? I sold all my shit, man. I'm gonna just buy some precon decks and just not care. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna go to Ixalan Draft because it looks sick. Uh, but yeah, like opt out of caring too much is my, I guess my uh, suggestion. Yeah, Ritter, any uh, two cents on this? Uh, no. All right, yep. lovely. Go on the Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> you. Uh, t- moving on to the next thing, you did happen to buy. Uh, one of the holiday bundles from Lord of the Rings. Uh, yes. how, how's that experience for you, dude? Uh, the the foiling is fucked. Uh, it's the worst Springling I've seen. Um, 
out of anything that's been printed in the U.S., uh, like the Walking Belize Secret Lair, I think is the comparison I made before. But Notoriously um, awful. Uh, yeah, awful. Or, or like yeah. the Godzilla foils. Um, oh, were those pretty bad? Uh, some of them were okay. right, right. The that was yeah was about that. Yeah, that was right in the middle of that 2020 period where they were just, like Commander right. Masters is coming out, and I just never picked any, any of those yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, but um, all of the uh, holiday bundle art scene cards or whatever. So there's the Sarm, there's the uh, Gandalf one, the, oh, the, like the one. Lord of the Rings special. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the Sauron one, and what is the fourth one? I don't know. Uh, there's another one. Uh, but anyway, I looked on Reddit, and it, this appears to be a common problem, like across the board with these uh, holiday scene uh, Lord of the Rings bundles. Just the foiling is very, very bad. Uh, you're going to need to put some work into the cards to get them where they're not noticeable in your deck uh, in a way that is not tournament legal. Uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to is we definitely put a lot of uh, weight on the whole like tournament legal card, like the card quality. And what it's, it well, it's a like, quality control issue, like yeah. at, at the baseline. It is it is just a fucked version of the product. Right. Yeah. Which one did you get? Uh, this was the uh, the Gandalf one. Yeah. OK, so um, I, that was the thing about the walking ballista is at the time when that one was printed, it was being played a lot in modern and uh, basically people bought it and they're like, I wasted my money. It's unplayable. I've gotten DQ'd from tournaments because I'm trying to play these in my decks. Uh, I also bought the International Women's Day secret layer when that dropped. And that was also very similar in quality. They were unplayable. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. It sucks. Right. As soon as I opened the pack. They just went. They they just went. Whoop. Yeah, it's like literally just, watching. Yep, into like little up. curls. Yeah, yeah. So ah man, that sucks. I'm yeah, sorry. and and there's uh, some cards from these bundles. Like I think uh, in the Galadriel bundle, it's like Mists of Lorien. Um, that is probably it's like a mini Psych Rift. It's probably going to be a. I I I think it's going to be a staple. I I think it's really good. Um, and people are going to want to play that, and they're going to have to put some work into that card or get DQ'd. Yeah. Oh, is there, is there mechanically unique cards? Oh, yeah. they're all all, all of them. Yeah. All of the all of the arts <laughs> cards are mechanic. It's it's a total of I think twenty four mechanically nope. unique cards. I've already opted out. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's why we move towards proxies, right? Yeah, get the proxy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a super. That's a actually a huge red flag. And uh, for anyone out there who's looking to get their hands on that product, just uh, be wary of the fact that these might be. Uh, unplayable Pringles for you. Speaking of proxies, little side tangent. I just saw an advertisement on Instagram the other day, uh, and I checked it out. It's a small little company that's doing proxies, but they're selling them differently. They're selling a whole deck pre-built as proxied and kind of like cool matching vibes. So they had just released and their CDH decks, and so they just oh, they released the uh, Blue Farm Timna Krom, and it's all like psychedelic themed and shit like that. And so you get a hundred card deck. Let's go sixty bucks. Oh yeah! Whoa! Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, shocking. I'd l- I'm sorry, I don't have the name off the top of my head to actually right. properly plug this company, but maybe I can like give it to you, link it below or something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if we end up finding it, I'll, I'll put it down in the description. Yeah, I think they had they've had like they have four decks at this point. Like Yuriko was one, Kalio was one. So. Lists that are like figured out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I might pick up one of those. I just want to see the quality. Uh, like the art was very cool. How so, much are they? Totally. Sixty bucks. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. like pretty good rate for hundred cards custom printed like yep let's go all right sorry for derailing let's hop into our conversation on the lost caverns of ixalan the main topic for the day 
Uh, we're talking about this set, not just about CDH, not just about Casual Commander, not just about Draft, just a little bit of everything, how we're vibing with it and how we think the set as a whole was produced. Um, obviously, we love shit-talking Wizards of the Coast whenever possible, so let's dive right in. Yeah, this is our set rundown. I'm just kidding. I actually, off the bat, I think this is a very fun set. I'm very excited to draft it, and I'm actually very excited to get into like Casual Commandies with it. Like, There's just some good flavor. There's some new mechanics, like finally good, like something to sink your teeth into and like actually actually go on scryfall and reason to like build something again you know yeah yeah i I feel the same way i'm i'm so stoked to actually go to pre-release open these packs and figure out how these figure out how all these mechanics work um I, you know, that's probably my one gripe for the set, too, is how many new mechanics... There's a lot of <laughs> shit to read, dude. How many new mechanics can you put in one set? So, um, hopefully we can we can cover most of those today and uh, give y'all, our listeners, a good grasp of what to look out for in the set coming up. Okay, should we just cover some of the new set mechanics real quick? Yes. Okay, so let's start with Descend. Uh, okay, so Descend is... Um, Let's just see. Here we go. Uh, you descended if a permanent card was put into your graveyard from anywhere. So it is um, notably, we had a little bit of a... has to be a card. Can't just be a permanent. Yeah, it has to be a card. So we had some confusion with that earlier because, Chris, I-, I thought you had broken it for a second. Uh, I, I looked. I went so far as to look up the official rules to double check. Okay, uh, tokens are permanents. They remain permanents as they change zones. Correct. When does it, you know, disappear into the ether? Like, when does that moment happen? Would that actually trigger the descend trigger? But uh, the word card is in the rules. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Oh, Meow's, interesting. Is, yeah. Yeah. Meow Sarita. Yeah. Um, 110E and 110F, F, I think. God, I love yeah. It's what I love about magic is yeah. when you got to go to the books. Um, okay. Well, I have a question then because yes. what is descend eight? Because here I'm seeing uh, activate only if there are eight or more permanent cards in your graveyard. Yes. So, so we have multiple descends. Yeah. There. This is where the all of the mechanics from the set get very kooky and wonky and are not just evergreen words, which is where my problem in, in lies the problem, right? Um, descend eight. Yes. So you need to have eight permanent cards in your graveyard. Uh, in order for that to be an ability that you can use, but so descend can all, can be a threshold and a trigger, kind of. Yes. Yeah. So yes. descend no number behind it just means that a permanent has ha- or a permanent card specifically has had to go to the graveyard this turn. Yes. But if there's a number after it, it's re- counting the number of permanents in said graveyard like threshold. Guess yes. what, man? There's a third version of this fathomless descent. Shoot me in the face <laughs> yeah. right now. I don't even want to do this anymore. Now, now, there is a very specific card that says you cannot, it has descend eight, but then it says you cannot do the, the activate this ability unless eight cards were put into your graveyard this turn. So there's another form of it there. And that's not fathomless. That's, I don't know. No, what no. is the fathomless? Uh, I want to say that it means X, but it it's actually it means X and then measuring that a specific value for X. Like it's on the back of a uh, Mant- Mantelanza. Do you have that? Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll bring up this one first. This is the one that I was talking about. Ugbinbach, the great mistake. <laughs> the great mistake. <laughs> That's literally the name. Fuck yes, dude. I love that. <laughs> what? It is a. He has descend eight. You pay four a blue and a black, so six mana. Return Ugbinbach 
the great mistake from your graveyard to the battlefield with a finality counter on it. Activate only if there are eight or more permanent cards in your graveyard and only as a sorcery. Uh, okay, so it's not counting like this turn, but I thought it meant that initially. Uh, it is, yeah. So this is an example of... I don't know. It's a vigilance, vigilance menace six. This four. is an example of one of four types of descent. <laughs> and, and so the other one, the one I was talking about was on the back of Mansa Lanty, Lantley, the great door, which by the way has a uh, transform, uh, which no, okay. That doesn't have one of the new abilities on it, but on the back, if you do manage to transform that card, you get the core, which has fathomless descent uh, tap add X mana of any one color where X is the number of permanent cards in your graveyard. So one version of descent looks to see if a permanent card entered your graveyard this turn. Another version of Descend looks to see how many permanents overall there are in your graveyard. Like yeah, I just don't uh, understand why yeah. I needed another name for that one. Yeah, why wouldn't you just say, like, Descend X? Yes, literally. Tap yeah. for equal to your like a, Descend. Is that, like, like, a flavor thing, I, maybe, I, I guess? I think because, like, in the Lord of the Rings set, they had, like, uh, you know, like, friends thing with, like, Gimli and Legolas or whatever. Anyway, I think this is like a name they stapled to the ability and doesn't necessarily uh, contribute to Descend itself. It just so happens to have the same word. I think they, I don't know, they were getting really loose with that one. All right, well. Yeah. Or um, like that, uh, the D&D sets where they get like, they put clever names on keywords. I don't yeah. really even want to ask this, but what are there other sp- set mechanics that we need to go over. Yeah, yeah, uh, actually I mean, there are. Yeah, uh, craft comes back in a big way from Brothers War, uh, right? That's no, the, this, no, this is a new one, too. Very different. Um, okay, so, let's go over craft because I also... Oh, yeah, that was this. meld, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck this game. Yeah, so... all right. I'm so, not a fan of craft. I would like to just say that right now. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and explain the most difficult one right now. This Throat is the, of the Grim Crap, Captain? No, this is the Enigma Jewel. It's a blue man, one blue mana for a legendary artifact, but craft the ability. Um, this one specifically says craft with four or more non lands with activated abilities. Four or more non lands? Yeah, not even. It just says non lands. Oh my God. Because it can't say permanence because that would assume that they're on the battlefield, right? So the craft ability says when you pay the mana for it, exile this artifact. Exile four or more other, uh, four or more from among other permanents you control and or cards in your graveyard. Return this card transformed under its owner's control. Craft only as a sorcery. Mind you, there is <sighs> o- there is only a colon in the rules text of that explanation. Otherwise, it just says. Craft with four or more non-lands with activated abilities for eight and a blue. No colon anywhere. Yes. Do you know how much chaos that is going to cause? I can't wait to sit down at Phoenix and then for them to have to be like, hey, everybody, welcome to the pre-release. Just a few things we can cover before. (laughs) By the way, while you're getting into that, uh, the other new mechanic uh, is Discover, which is the second new new mechanic that starts with a D that you're going to have to figure out the fucking rules of. Yes. So Discover, for me, I've looked into it because I've been interested in it, and I actually know this one... um, this one's this one's actually great. I like Discover a lot. It is better Cascade because okay. it says when it triggers, you reveal cards from the top of your library and to reveal a non-land card that is mana value equal to or less than what you are discovering for. That's the thing is that Discover isn't just like 
landfall, like trigger this happens, you know, whatever. Um, this is like uh, you trigger and then discover also has a number behind it. So discover four. We talked about Pantlaza and it has like at discover X where X is the toughness of the dinosaur entering the battlefield. So discover when you reveal a card off of it, that is now a legal target. What happens is it goes into exile. You may cast that without paying its mana cost or put it into your hand, but it is equal to or less where cascade was had to be less and it had to get exiled and you had to cast it. This is, it goes into exile and you choose whether or not you cast it for free or put it into your hand. So it gets around Draneth Magistrate, which is uh, actually pretty awesome. That's why I like it. It it, uh, it gives you options. Options is good in magic. It's card advantage. You are revealing it, of course, but it is card advantage nonetheless. Um, so a few new mechanics. I think those are like the major ones that... Uh, we need to cover as far as mechanics go, but another familiar, maybe less familiar to some new players, but a familiar mechanic nonetheless, returns, explore returns. And if you didn't understand it before, you're not going to understand it any better now, because with all of these other mechanics happening in the set, it is going to be just as hard to explain. But ex- explore uh, is you basically reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land, it goes into your hand. If it's a non-land, you can... Uh, leave it there or put it into the graveyard. If it's a non-land, put a plus one, plus one counter on the creature that is exploring. And by the way, there's a new type of token, a map token. That oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So map token is what again? Uh, <laughs> it's an artifact <laughs> with one tap. One tap. Sacrifice this artifact, colon, target creature you control explores, activate only as a sorcery. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, Explorer is back. Um, I think uh, Jade Light Ranger back in the original Ixalan was a very powerful card. There are a few cards in here that explore multiple times per turn or allow you to double explore or allow you to do blah, 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 this, that, that. I've never drafted with Explorer, but I can only imagine it goes crazy. It's a dud. Most of the time, like in the original Ixalan, it was a dud because you would just reveal a land. It would go in your hand and you would get basically nothing off of it. Because that means you're just getting flooded. Oh, that's fair. But, you know, it does essentially allow you to draw cards sometimes or know what's coming. Uh, hey, guys, I have an update on Fathomless Descent. Hey, yeah. That makes it worse. Uh, so I'm looking at the card Squirming Emergence, and this card has... Now, that's a name I like. Squirming Emergence. Yeah, and this card has Fathomless Descent, which I think we, <laughs> we thought meant it related to X in the previous thing, but... The reading, the reading of this Fathomless Descent is return to the battlefield target non-land permanent card in your graveyard with mana value less than or equal to the number of permanent cards in your graveyard. So so, so you're doing some, uh, I think, calculus there. I think Fathomless Descent is like you're looking at like it's both X and maximum values. Yeah, it seems like it, it, it only pertains to like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want. I don't. I don't. I just want to move on. I would not. I. I, I just. I think the bottom line for me. I, I would not have called it fathomless descent because that doesn't answer anything about it. It doesn't. No. It, doesn't. <laughs> it absolutely does not. It just gives me more questions. Or even I think even putting descent in there as just put a descent. related thing. Just because you're already describing the thing totally, and it's something different than regular descend. So why even call it a related term? Because it does nothing. It does not even relate to the 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 core. Or whatever. I, I, 
I am okay. I'm a little lost. We're in the that. weeds. We're in the freaking weeds yeah, right now. Yeah, We're very we gotta pull confused. up. We gotta pull up. All right. And here's my question. How do we want to do this? Are we gonna go by color? Are we gonna go by rarity? Or are we just gonna fucking go for it and we're just gonna say cards we like? All right. Everyone who's listening right now. Pull out your phones and go to mockstars.com and vote and see which direction we take. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> uh, just talk about some cards. Just yeah, let's about, just shoot from the hip. Yeah. We're shooting from the hip. You guys voted. We're shooting from the hip. Evan, give me one card you really like right now. Okay. It is Oger Coslum, Deepest Growth. Nope, not that one. I like... Uh, no, you, all right, go. You okay, can, okay, all right. Um, Oger Coslum is one of the more interesting cards in the set um, because it gives mono green legs in multiple formats. It is three and two green for a legendary creature, God. Uh, you'll notice this. There are a few other creatures with the Oger uh, prefix that is like to determine whether or not they're hey, gods. I have a question about this card when we get to the flip side. I thought you were going to okay. have to send again. It, I was going to freak I'm not, out. No, but it is about a keyword. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and yeah. it's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> He's pissed. All right, so uh, three and two green legendary creature god, six, five, trample, so undercosted. Whenever Oja Chasm deals combat damage to a player, reveal that many cards from the top of your library. You may put a creature card and or a land card from among them onto the battlefield, put the rest on the bottom in a random order. So note that it says creature and or land. So if you hit both, you actually get both. You get crazy card advantage on this. And they come in untapped. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So you can keep the ball rolling or you can cast multiple spells. It's a uh, five mana six five with trample. Yeah, and, and not like counting any buffs you might give it because it's in green. Uh, when Odra Chasm dies, return it to the battlefield tapped and transformed under its owner's control. Uh, Ritter, take it away. Uh, it transforms into Temple of Cultivation. You can tap to add green, or you can tap it, uh, pay green and two colorless, transform Temple of Cultivation, and I don't know why they didn't just put activate only if you have uh. the city's blessing and only as a sorcery. <laughs> Activate only if you control 10 you or more You know what it permanents. says on the card? Activate only if you control 10 or more permanents. And you know what that is? That's the city's blessing. <laughs> Which is from the last. Which is from the last. <laughs> Which had a keyword that was called ascend. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Wait, uh, did, is ascending the opposite of des descending? No, it's not. Oh, oh, it's not no, it is else. not. Oh, no. okay. Um, I, <sighs> I am so mad right now. Yeah. All right. So uh, here's the thing. The reason why I like this card... Uh, all the gods have that ability for when they die, they flip into a land. That has kind of been the like the consistent thing with Ixalan and their set design is that they really like these like transforming into land cards. But this also one, the gods that return, but this is a unique way to return, which I really like. Yes. And uh, this one is the most viable and realistic to return the turn it gets flipped over. So oh, if it, totally. Yeah. So this one, I feel like, is more of a threat than any of the other gods. And not only is it a threat to return as a 6-5 trampler faster than the other ones, it is also going to generate, like, just imagine the turn it comes back around. It's like, uh, yeah, so I'm going to punch you again for six. Are you going to block? You know, and then if you if you like you do block with a death toucher, it just flips back over, you probably still have ten permanents. Flip back, and it goes right back to Odra Chasm. Yeah, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um yeah, the thing is is that you can swing with it, it can die to combat damage, and if you still have mana left over in your second main phase, it uh can uh yeah, basically flip back over. Because it returns to the battlefield. Oh, tapped. So you gotta wait a turn. Never mind. Is this is Loki a kind of a cool jet mirror card? 
Yeah. Just that attack or the combat damage trigger is like nutty. Yeah, you get you're gonna get a lot of advantage. A lot of like that. you know, green stack stacks, like creature heavy stack stacks. I could mm-hmm. be, I could see this for sure. This is definitely like one of those cards I'm putting in my uh like casual decks. This isn't a CDH card by any means, but uh like in a casual uh Samut voice of descent, like all creatures totally. have haste. Like, it's a gas card, it's an engine by itself. Totally. Let's you look at six cards and maybe play two of them onto the battlefield. That's pretty insane. Yeah, that's why I think it's gonna be crazy in Commander because there's just the odds are really great for you that you're gonna get through to somebody and you're gonna get to look at the full breadth of cards. Right. Um. Yeah. That's that's one of the many cards that I like from this set. Well, I hope who's you next? Picked a good one. It's the only one you get to talk about. Ooh. Um. I would like to pass it over to Chris because I don't have one yet. Oh boy. Uh sure. Uh I want to talk about a card that I don't think I I have no strong feelings about it, but we do uh we forgot to talk about another new mechanic in the set, God. which is uh finality counters. And a uh, way to talk about that is by talking about the card in te- Intrepid Paleontologist, which probably now that I'm looking at it, you can play in some sort of deck. Tap to add one mana of any color, pay two colorless uh, exile target card from a graveyard. You may cast dinosaur creature car- creature spells from among cards you exiled with Intepid, Intrepid Paleontologist. If you do that, that creature enters the battlefield with a finality counter, and now explaining finality counters, if a creature with a finality counter on it would die, exile it instead. So it's an interesting thing they changed from like just exile this token at the next end step or this creature at the next end step, yeah. which has been a classic thing for reanimation forever just unearth would have been like actually very much in line with this as well right but now we have this interesting thing and we're putting a counter on it so saying like if we can remove that you actually get to cheat this so you get to keep it oh yeah instead of like end of turn effects like we used to have to rely on like killing those um you can also blink these yeah exactly and you can also uh bounce them back to your hand maybe you want this in uh taeum I don't know. It does exile target card from a graveyard, which is going to be like very have a lot of utility yeah. for green decks to interact with other decks that are trying to win through underworld mm. breach lines. It's obviously not as good as Deathrite Shaman, but it was giving me some Deathrite Shaman vibes. Um, obviously, it's one man instead of two, but color fixing, one man of any color, and then the uh, you don't have to tap or anything for the exiles effect. So just like I find like a lot of times just a on the battlefield easy activated exile something from a graveyard like is yeah. it comes up all the time put them like, off their breach uh math like, keep, as the player that's yeah. getting screwed by it keep like out of the card uh, that gonna last tournament out. Yeah. Was that scavenging ooze does on the battlefield i can yeah. do a damn thing right you know the same with like i love lion sash for the same thing but then you're converting it into damage and then you know this is just not a nice little dork as well uh with you know potential upside i think it's a cool card yeah we do have a card that I believe is going to have uh, make waves, so to speak, uh, on the CDH format. Let's go. Uh, Tashana's Tidebinder. Two and a blue. Oh, yeah. Atlas yep. has been talking about this on the Discord. Oh, yes. Let's go. Two and a blue. Merfolk Wizard with Flash. It is also a 3-2, even though the stats aren't going to be totally uh, some, the first thing you look Keeps at. Keeps out of Bowmaster range on, on, you know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when Tashana's Tidebinder enters the battlefield, counter up to one target activated or triggered ability. If an ability of an artifact, creature, or planeswalker is countered this way, that permanent loses all abilities for as long as Tashana's Tidebinder remains on the battlefield. Hey, speaking of Bowmasters, yeah, I think that, that's a pretty good target right there. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. Turn uh, it off. 
this is something that like turns off a tivet, turns off a you know, turn, turns off a commander. Like people who have who've always been worried about um, Najila activation yeah. on the stack. Exactly. Boom. No. Nope. Wow. And then it doesn't even. Then it's not only like not only can she not activate that anymore, she can't even swing and make warriors anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I think it's really cool. The only thing I hate about it is it doesn't say enchantment. Like I just wish it said non-land permanent. Oh, so you could like stop like food chain or something? Ristic study. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. So you don't get ristic study triggers ristic anymore? Ristic study, study, smothering tithe, underworld breach. Like there's... Ew. Yeah. Our underworld breach is not a trigger, but... Well, uh, it would lose all abilities, so it just... Well, it doesn't have a trigger to... Oh, yeah. It wouldn't die. Yeah. yeah. But other... Like there's plenty of things. I just wish... I wish you could hit ristic study with this. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I think it's a great card. I think it's really actually going to see play. Or at least people are going to test it out for a while. Um, I think it's very interesting interaction and we've been discussing multiple times that we don't have a viable uh, stifle effect in CDH because it's just not good. None of them are good enough card quality. Right. And we've been talking about how good creatures are with ETBs with flash. So and they just made another one. That's they just made this creature with an ETB that is uber stifle can that can stop other creatures with ETBs that affect that can affect. Basically, alter. Yeah, so it fights. It fights the ETB problem. It yeah. kind of it fights the uh, just like just Wild general to it. Just general having a stifle effect, which is amazing. Yep. Like this also is a Thassa's Oracle stopper, right? This also yeah. stops yeah. Dockside. Yeah. Like this kind of goes crazy. Yep. I think it stops a lot of win conditions, and people are gonna be very happy when this works for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's worth testing for sure. Oh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I think that uh, people are gonna find slots for it i mean even atlas has already found a slot for it so um question and that's one of the loses all abilities yeah oh that's awesome so if you hit a dockside trigger with this nobody can even copy the dockside because the dockside will have no abilities yeah that permanent loses all abilities for as long as tashana's tide binder remains on the battlefield so you'd have to do it in response to the the tide binder Yeah, yeah exactly yeah um no, really cool card. I I don't think we're going to see many other cards from this set influence CDH in the same way, but there is a new white removal spell that could potentially get there. Are you talking about the creature? No, this is actually an instant. Oh, I have I I there's another card that I've already seen show up in uh CDH list and it is not the card you're talking about. All right, I'm going to talk about my card real quick, and then I'm going to get to the card because I'm super curious what yours is. It is called Get Lost. One in a white instant. Destroy target creature, enchantment, or planeswalker. Its controller creates two map tokens. And to me, map tokens... Garbage? Are garbage, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're not <laughs> treasures. And the thing is, is that they're they, half contribute, of a draw. <laughs> they contribute to dockside count. Yeah, literally. So it's like... I'm going to kill that and then play Dockside. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I, I think this card is good. I, I would rather play Soul Partition, I think, and that's the spot it will compete with. That's fair. For me, like, the fact that this hits, you know, a creature or a Rhystic Study is, like, amazing. And also sometimes, like, a, an Oko, because I've been seeing Oko a lot lately. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, it deals with the One Ring. Right. Yeah. Right, le- legit. And then I think we'll probably keep seeing more of that because of that. And I think and, that's why Soul Partition probably takes the slot, too, is because Soul Partition deals with the that. One Ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and the fact this is an instant, and then like you said, like you could totally greedily just jam a dockside after this too, bro. Like yeah. I'm just hit, imagine like hitting a mother of machines, putting ETVs back online, giving you two tokens, and then dockside.ing Like that sounds gas. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's instant speed, so you know that's great removal. Chris, what's yeah. your card? Uh, Dauntless Dismantler. Uh, one colorless, one white creature, human artificer. It's a one four. Importantly, puts it out of bowmaster range, and it's a really great stacks piece. Uh, artifact, oh shit! Yeah, artifacts your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. Woo! Which Bro, this is what's that? Turning off treasures. Uh, very similar to blind obedience. Wow. Uh, similar to Menglehorn as well. Yeah. Um, cheaper than Menglehorn. What the f? Bro? Asymmetric stack pieces on creatures is what we've been talking yes. about. as like goaded, right? Guys, there's a second ability on it. Uh, uh, XX white comma sacrifice dauntless dismantler colon destroy each artifact with mana value X. <laughs> That's so sick. Stacks piece, stacks piece uh, plus removal. Plus pernicious deed, basically. On a human with a great body for blocking. Winona. Winona. There's also, a, like, it's also an artificer. I think there are some artificer lines out there as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I play this in Jetmir for sure. Okay. Wow. This I, is... This is CDH viable. This 100%. is crazy. Not more than viable. Like like I'm saying, I, it I'm is, seeing it in Winota and Elevir already. Is, yeah, this is going to start uh, pushing out for me like Blind Obedience, uh, even though Blind Obedience is really good, unless I have an outlet for that, like um, to for the extort. Yeah. Like if I don't have lines that are going to take advantage of that, then this is just a strict upgrade for, yeah. well, maybe not a strict I mean, upgrade, but. No, you don't really care about creatures entering the battlefield tapped in CDH. I, right. feel like, yeah. I feel like the ETB is the thing to look out for. You don't care about them being untapped for combat. Yeah, no. the only thing yeah. is like Kiki Jiki. If you somehow, some way lose, you know, lose to that, then you'd wish you'd had the other. No, I, but, but I think this, uh, again, unless you have the uh, the outlet for extort, I feel like this is like, this is great. drop your blind obedience. This goes right in there. Yeah, also, and if like, someone's like going to Psychrift so that they can go off with all their treasures or whatever, you can just be like one white, sack it in response and blast yeah. all the treasures. So uh, un- unbelievable. Yeah, really, yeah, this, really, really. All the mana goes hard. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, like the 1-4 stat line is insane. Like, Bowmasters ain't going to touch it, and then you don't have to ever swing with it, so now you're, you know, you're Timna, you know, proof. Well, think about, like, and 1-4 is such a great bot. Like, uh, what is it? Spirit of Labyrinth that I always see just, like, eating attackers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, this, this is... stat line is sick. Wow. That was I, a great shot. That's for some really reason, good. that just went right under the radar for me. I've never seen that until just now. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I am floored. We can just end it there. Yeah, you guys good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I, I mean, uh, what else are we looking at? Are there any... Uh, we haven't talked about brewing around any commanders. That's uh, true. I did want to talk about one notable card I saw, mostly just because it's kind of a uh, a slightly pushed card ver- version of another card. Um, we've been seeing... Obviously, it's a very artifact-heavy set, right? So we see this enchantment, usually on enchantment. This one is Dusk Rose Reliquary for one white artifact. Um, when it enters the battlefield, you get to exile target artifact or creature in opponent controls until it leaves the battlefield, right? We see this on uh, enchantments a lot, mm-hmm. sometimes on artifacts, uh, like portable hole and stuff. The difference here is this is only one mana, and it hits um, portable only hits uh, CMC2. Uh, this has... Additional cost to cast it is sack an artifact or a creature, but has ward two. Yeah. So I think that one mana ward two removal is just going to be crazy gross. Yeah. Crazy. Ward is so powerful. Uh, ward two is pretty much uh, hexproof. Yeah. You know? Yep. And in limited, especially, if you get the, to pull this off, if you're playing in white, you're probably going to have a bunch of gnomes 
floating around because that seems to be like the build around. Right. Map uh, tokens. Yeah. Map tokens. God. Yeah. Please. Yeah. 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 Sacrifice them for this. Um, but yeah, the war two is going to be so hard to get around. Your opponents gonna have to invest so much just to get whatever you exiled back. Probably their Oja or whatever. You know, their god. You can actually hit with this for for some reason. You right. know, it's actually really great. You can, uh, yeah. Yeah, and limited if you're burning your one piece of removal on this and paying two extra mana. Like, uh-huh. 100%, that's a good trade. That's a really good card. Um, uh, Yeah, so there is a multicolored card that I have, since I'm in the brain for Brewing Teom, I've been really looking at this. This is the Mycotyrant. It is one a black and a green legendary creature, Elder Fungus, as Star Star for its power and toughness. A It has Trample, Mycotyrant's power and toughness are each equal to the number of creatures you control that are fungi and or sapperlings. At the beginning of your end step, create X11 black fungus creature tokens with this creature can't block, where X is the number of times you descended this turn. That is the creature I was looking for earlier when I was describing descend having another like form. Another yeah. form, yeah. So uh, in Teom, if you loop a bunch or whatever you're putting a ton you're descending a ton it's a deck that just descends so uh having this in there you just pull it in and then go to end your turn you're probably spawning like i don't know seven eight like maybe more uh little tokens which all enter with vigilance counters on them so you actually like gas yourself up for the following turn yeah there's there's a lot of fun legendary creatures in this set. Like we can spend a lot of time going through potential uh, builds. Like this one, I think is fantastic. There's a new Vito, uh, and he's actually an interesting Vito, and not just super boring. Uh, Vito, fanatic of Aklazots, uh, two white black for a four four flying vampire demon, uh, and he says. Whenever you sacrifice another permanent, you gain two life if this is the first time this ability is resolved. If it's the second time, each opponent loses two life. If it's the third time, create a 4-3 white and black vampire demon creature token. That's awesome. With flying. With flying. Yeah, I love the new uh, 4-3 tokens that we're getting, the vampire demon flyers. It's going to be hard to deal with. Super hard to deal with. And I I think this would be a really fun commander. I mean, like how much shit you can easily just sack. I'm thinking of playing like Owl and whatever the black one is and both of them, Coco Show and the new modern one. Junji. Junji, yeah, thank you. Um, You know, and just like sack everything. Go nuts. This seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, I think it's pronounced... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Aklazots? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's got to fully commit. He's got to fully commit to the death metal scream. Um, no, I'm... Uh, I, I Like, obviously, I love dinosaurs. This set's great for that. We're getting a lot of... Uh, well, one, we're getting reprints from the original Ixalan that have... They carry gravity here in Limited, and we're getting notable reprints, like Gishath is just straight up a Just reprint. a full reprint, just, yeah. Yep. We're getting... Um, God, what is it? Uh... Oh, that enchantment. What's it called? My brain is farting right now. Can't you hear it? <laughs> Growing rights of Itlamok. I can't believe it took me so long. But we're getting a straight up reprint of that, which is an incredibly valuable card. Like in Commander, that thing just runs wild. But uh, uh, so as far as like Holy dinosaurs shit. go, there is a new enchantment that has me like particularly intrigued. It's called Poetic Ingenuity, and it highlights the romance of Watley and Sahili. It is two and a red cute. for an enchantment. Uh, whenever one or more dinosaurs you control attack, create that many treasure tokens. 
Whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 3-1 red dinosaur creature token. This Whoa. ability triggers only once each turn. And the flavor text says, you inspire me. I love it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Whenever um, you cast a dinosaur spell, what? Whenever you No, whenever one or more dinosaurs you control attack, you create that many treasure tokens. That, okay, that's yeah. pretty sick. Yep. Yeah, whenever, uh, and dino kindred is, or tribal, well, kindred is now yes. uh, the, the keyword uh, or the terminology they want. Um, oh, tribal's dead? Yeah, tribal is uh, no longer uh, in use. Boo! Uh, it's not the preferred nomenclature, to uh, paraphrase. Am I big for saying The tribal? times are changing. Yeah. Uh, well, it is, it is kind of, it, it's kind of like, uh, it is changing times, and it is also a recognition that there are some uh, negative connotations to tribalism, yeah, for sure, right? For sure, for sure. If yeah. you live in yes. America, you're aware. Um, so, yeah, but uh, dinosaur decks... Uh, are super viable now. There are so many great playable dinosaurs. You could get oh, 100%. Great, yeah. you could get great value out of this. Remind me what it is again, uh, proper terminology. Uh, kindred. Kindred. Yep. Di- kindred dinos. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot here for dinosaurs, and I think that people who have been devoted to the Gishath, devoted to the Zakama, devoted to whatever, you're going to be rewarded heavily for just sticking with that deck and loving it. Oh, um, okay, I'm taking over. There's a couple super cool artifacts. There's a very artifact-heavy set, which I love. Um, there's a couple cool ones I want to go over. Uh, oh, my God, the names. Mats- <sighs> Matzalantli. Where is it at? I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Matzalantli, the Great Door. It is a three-mana legendary artifact. Tap, draw a card, then discard a card. Loot. And then it says, four-tap transform Matzalantli, the great door activate if the if only activate only if there are four or more permanent types not any of the design stuff so that is uh what is that that fuck it's Uh, the darcy thing yes delirium Delirium. why didn't they put delirium on jesus christ bro so could i have loot delirium and city's blessing on the same card (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) no this one has the the descent thing on the back i think yeah yeah so uh it it does have the fathomless descent on the back so when you transform it it becomes (laughs) jesus it becomes a legendary land called the core uh it has fathomless descent tap Add X mana of any one color where X is the number of permanent cards in your graveyard. That seems pretty dang good. That's real. It is good. Yeah. That yeah. seems pretty crazy. So this is very similar to like Azor's Gateway, right? Where you would like pay one, tap it, exile a card from your hand. When you had five or more different mana values, you transform it into the vault of whatever. And then it would tap, do the same thing. Right. Yeah, you don't you don't have to pay mana on the loot and it's right. Yeah, I, I just feel costume. like four different permanent types is a little prohibitive in a lot of formats. Because th- for sure. This artifacts is- a gimme, uh lands a gimme, creatures a gimme. Don't and forget, then, my friend, battle is now a, a okay, but it's in the fl- uh reminder so, text now. Okay, I I see decks running a maximum of one battle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> There's and, not a single battle and, in this so set. Maybe, Just give it like two more years. Maybe your one battle is on the board for that fourth type. Maybe one of your three or four enchantments is on the board for that yeah, fourth right. type. It, I, I think it's just really hard to get there. Yeah, the thing is, you're probably like discarding a battle because a lot of battles just transform and re-enter the battlefield. So you wouldn't even see it yeah. <laughs> in your graveyard. Yeah. The um, Yeah, I would say artifact, creature, land, instant... 
No, no, a permanent card. Oh, oh it is per- only permanent. Wow. Yeah, so okay. uh, Planeswalker. Jesus, yeah, you're Ooh, actually, maybe you you're run actually right. one or two Planeswalkers max. This is, like, it's just so hard to get why there. Why four I think. different? Yeah. That's why they couldn't name it Delirium. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, okay, moving on. This is going to be really hard to hit. That's going to be really hard to hit. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Moving on to the next one. Roaming Throne, four mana, four, four artifact creature, Golem. Shout out to my Golem fans. As Ward 2, shout out to my Ward 2 fans. Uh, and then shout out to my kindred fans because this is sick. It says, as Roaming Throne enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Roaming Throne is the chosen type in addition to its other types. And if a triggered ability of another creature you control of the chosen type triggers, it triggers an additional time. It's a freaking panharmonicon, except for not really. It's, it's got a, legs. Yeah. And I think uh, it's gold. not a, tr- it's a triggered ability activated. Uh, uh- from, any ability from the last set uh bernard gingerbread sculpture sculptor was looking for a lot of good uh, oh it's a triggered ability i'm sorry yeah, uh and no i'm thinking of the wrong thing aren't i never mind forget what i said okay yeah so it's a triggered ability of another creature control that's the same type of it but it's very cool because you uh can play in any any kin- kindred deck yeah i think the, uh, the collective community went wah wah wee wah on this because there are so many conversations happening on reddit where everyone is just talking about how many copies of this do they need for the commander decks that they've built over the years right wizards is off the top of my head like gonna go nuts yeah right triggered abilities anything with magecraft it's like ah god yeah it's gonna be sick uh okay more crazy artifacts let's go we talked about this a little bit when we were uh, discussing some of the spoilers when they released, but uh, Chamil, the Inner Sun, six-mana legendary artifact. I'm still on it. It says, spells you control can't be countered. That's pretty dang good text. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, discover five. Who cares? Six-mana, colorless, Grand Abolisher. Yeah, the good news is, uh, well, it's not Grand Abolisher quite in the same vein because they can cast removal on certain things or whatever, but uh, they can't interact with you on the stack, which is right. still an incredibly powerful effect. But I like, I just like that the fact that is that once it comes out in the battlefield, even if you did hard cast it, you still get the value of discovering at the end step. Um, yeah. In like, less CDH I, terms, like, yeah edh wise this is really fun yes like you're gonna be cranking out big fatties and you get to just do whatever the heck you want if you're a green player and you hate being countered by blue players this is the card for you but this is like putting a target on your on your forehead because like the i don't know what for whatever reason but whenever at a casual table something says spells you control can't be countered everyone goes oh he's gonna do something crazy bro i take everything back this is the timmy of timmy cards this is very timmy card. this is a timmy card this is ramped to six mana this is cultivated as many times possible until six mana (laughs) and then you'll have Free reign to cast all your big dum-dums because they're all uncounterable. Nobody can mana drain your Galta now. And then, because you obviously didn't put any card advantage in your deck because you're an idiot, now at the end step, you get to discover five, and you know you don't have to do anything the rest of the game, and all of your giant monsters will just pull themselves out of the library. Yeah, I okay, so I think this also finds a home in mono-white decks, potentially in CDH as well. True, it is a colorless card. It is going to do something. Yeah, mono-white has trouble like generating card advantage even on the high on the high end on the top end even like low two color decks maybe sometimes yeah i think you could play a mom a mom deck so uh elish norm mother machines as the commander and cdh and you could put this in there and i feel like you're still going to generate a ton of value it's going to help you just overwhelm your opponent while playing tons of stacks pieces of course 
of course, which might not be viable for long if most tournaments make the switch to, uh, you know, that whole 90 minute no turns thing. But that's a discussion for a later date. Here's a good uh, card to talk about uh, that has Descend. This is uh, Molten Collapse. Some really nice removal here. Uh, black and a red for a sorcery. It says choose one. If you, This is the other kind of Descend. If you descended this turn, meaning if a permanent card was put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn, you get to do both instead. Uh, destroy target creature or planeswalker. And the other one is destroy target non-creature, non-land permanent with mana value one or less. Yeah, I um I really like it. It's uh it's not a Rakdos charm, so you can't like kill someone on the stack with it, but it is like a terminate essentially. Right? Um or is terminate also instant speed. I can't remember. Uh this is yeah, this is insane. I, I don't think like obviously we're not talking CDH, but like like limited, this is crazy level of removal. I think that Rakdos decks in Pioneer could even find use for this. Totally. I definitely see this coming up in a four of deck. Yes. Um there they also put vehicles back in the set. There's a lot of there, there's there's some ships out here, the belligerent. Two, yeah, there's lots of cool vehicles. Yeah, two, a blue and a red. Whenever the belligerent attacks, create a treasure token. Until end of turn, you may look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may pay lands and cast spells from the top of your library. That is crazy card advantage uh, in those colors for, like, in limited. There is one Planeswalker in the entire set, so good luck pulling it. It is Quintorius Cond. Three, a red and a white for legendary Planeswalker Quintorius. Whenever you cast a spell from exile, Quintorius Cond deals two damage to each opponent and you gain two life. Uh, plus, it enters with four loyalty, plus one, create a three, two red and white spirit creature token, minus three, discover four, minus six, exile any number of target cards from your graveyard, add red mana for each card exiled this way. You may play those cards this turn. I wish that token had a keyword. Like, I, I wish it had vigilance or like first strike or something yeah it's kind of like a continuation of uh from strixhaven this is what contorius did in in that and then also in um aftermath or or whatever i can't remember yeah um but yeah i mean it's cool discovering i guess he's a discover planeswalker right because you're casting it from exile yep so uh yeah, discover planeswalker, or just in general, there's a lot of impulsive stuff happening. That's fair. Just in the broader game, so yeah, true. There, there could be like infinite loops or something like that. I mean, he's got a win con stable to himself. If you ultimate, essentially, yeah. you should be able to kill your opponents at that point. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, if you're doing it right, man. Yep. But you got to do it right. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you could definitely do that for sure. Uh, there are a few um, uncommon legendaries, and this one is actually important uh, to the community and to the explore mechanic. Uh, it is Nikonzil, current conductor, a green and a blue for legendary creature Merfolk Scout, two three power or two three power and toughness. Whenever a creature you control explores a land card, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped. Whenever a creature you control explores a non-land card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Nikonzil, current conductor. Yeah, we're seeing like some support for like, because uh, we saw the enraged commander support, right? So this is now the, uh, God, what is it called? Explore, Explore, yeah. Explore support commander. And there's a few cards from the commander decks that actually support Explore even more, which uh, 
you know, I think are if you wanted to make this a popper, you know, commander, it's it's gonna be one of the best. I think it's uh, has a lot of potential. Um, because card advantage stapled to that, like basically everyone complains about green blue card advantage engines. This one is just like if you do the right build around, which is why I'm excited to see this deck out in the wild. If you do the right build around, it can go absolutely nuts yeah i mean you're you're guaranteed double value every time you explore right yeah 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 because yeah. you you look at it it's a land it goes into your hand you put that land onto the battlefield tapped like how many times can i explore in one single turn how many lands can i get to the top of the library that's a very fun build around deck yeah that is probably gonna be really good you're gonna pick up a lot of cards uh this guy's kind of cool it's another one of those uncommon legendaries i think this would be gas in limited and then maybe like a fun build around somehow too it's a uh, Oh, fuck Zoyoa Lava Tongue for black and a red. I love low costed commanders. Uh, legendary creature Goblin Warlock. He has Death Touch 2 2. At the beginning of your end step, if you descended this turn, each opponent may discard a card or sacrifice a permanent. Zoyoa Lava Tongue deals three damage to each opponent who doesn't. Oh, Did whoa. For e- so each opponent, so scales to commander. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It just seems really cool. This is, uh, I, I think this is really good in limited. Limited is going to be, holy crap, punishing. This is going to be awful. Yeah, it's a, it's a kill on site target. Um, there's another uncommon legendary. I think we're actually getting a lot of power in the uncommon legendary section. Uh, and this is one that is going to have make waves in CDH as well for a while. People are going to test this one out. Kutsil, Malamet Exemplar. One, a green and a white for a cat warrior legendary creature. Your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. Whenever one or more creatures you control each with power greater than its base power deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a must-include for Elevir. Um, a deck jet, on the rise, Jetmir, for sure. Gotta, probably in Jetmir, pro- oh. probably in Rocco, right? Yeah, no, Jetmir, uh, crazy, because he yeah. boosts everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, in, you want it in Cisse, you can fetch it as your Grand Abolisher in Cisse. It also is going to buff Cisse. Um, it, it's going to go in the 99 of a lot of stuff. It, it's, a, it's a good card, I think. Yeah, this uh, plus it's stats. It's a 3-3 three, three for three mana. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is going to be great for, like, in my brain, I really like this for Jetmir, but it's all going to have utility across many different decks. What, yeah, is, the, what I, is the name I, of this one? This is... Kutzel, right? Yeah. Or or Kutzel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, stacks plus card draw. Like, if you're getting a stacks effect that's good and you're stapling that to easily triggered card draw, I'm in. So this also goes in tandem with a mythic from the set, Sovereign Okanek Ahau. Two green and a white. Legendary creature cat noble. Three, four, ward two. Whenever Sovereign Okanek Ahau attacks, for each creature you control with power greater than that creature's base power, put a number of plus and plus one counters on that creature equal to the difference. Wow. That's a lot of very confusing text. Oh, yeah. This one took you and I a second to wrap our heads around. Yes. But anything that buffs a creature beyond its like base power and toughness. So like... Uh, Mostly an- me. It took me a very long time to wrap my head. An anthem. A, you know, anything like that. This is perfect in Jetmir again because... Totally. Just like plus one, plus O oh, or whatever in Vigilance means that everything is going to get a plus one, plus one counter. And then everything gets bigger. You know, you happen to get that second plus two, plus O. Oh, and it's like... Now, two plus one plus one counters, and then if you get to that final thing, it is game over. It's usually game over anyway, but this is definitely going to be that finisher and uh, help you finish the game even faster. It has Ward 2 on it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. God, this just, this whole set just makes me want to fucking play Jetmere more. Yeah, there are a lot of really great Jetmere cards. 
a lot of stuff that cares about um you could probably even wiggle some dinosaur stuff in there um yeah i mean throw the new golta stampede tyrant in there in Jetmere, where you're playing a bunch of creatures and you can just plonk them all on the battlefield why not yeah, yep i'm done yeah uh, yep. any other cards you guys want to talk about before we get out of here for the evening um Nope. I think that uh, regardless of, even though we did not talk about any of the gnome mechanics, really, I do think that is also going to be an incredibly powerful deck uh, when it comes down to limited builds. So like when you're going to pre-release, don't knock it until you try it. Oh yeah, we are not the go-to podcast for uh, limited pick ones. Uh, There are other limited resources. There are other podcasts to listen to for that. You're here to listen to us talk about Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Well, the best soda on the planet. And if you don't gnome, now you gnome. Oh, she. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> you can support the show by finding us on YouTube. Make sure to like, subscribe, and hit that bell for more notifications. If you'd like to follow us on a, uh, find our podcast, you can find it on all major podcasting platforms. Leave us a five-star review super appreciated thank you so much uh if you would uh like to support the show in a different way you can do so by joining our patreon for three dollars a month you can become a supporter get the official pepperhead role on our discord server and gain access to two exclusive channels the dr pepper channel and the shower thoughts channel where you can help contribute to our content creation you can also join our discord community by following the link below and i think that's about it Get out there and enjoy yourself uh, a Dr. Pepper, you pepperheads. You guys rock. Bye-bye. Deuces. Good luck at pre-release.